0: erecting from the corpse of Havoc unit like a phoenix we have the rebirth of the black metal band and Ocean's coming at you this month with the release Cosmic World Mother out of May 2020. How you doing this night, Ben?
1: I am reborn from the Shiva that is within us all.
0: I went a little too power metally with that one, I think.
1: A little bit. Oh, well. <laughs> That's okay, though. So, yeah, we are here to do... My pick for an album that came out in May. I think that's what month it was.
0: Yeah. They're starting <laughs> to run together, all with the, the walls of quarantine.
1: They are. The fifth studio album by And Oceans, as Tracy mentioned, also known as Havoc Unit. They started out of And Oceans in 1995, changed to Havoc Unit in 2005 because they were going in a different direction, but at 2017, have Change their name back to And Oceans and release this album, Cosmic World Mother. The, this album, excuse me, has a runtime of 47 minutes and 30 seconds. It came out on May 8th of 2020 on Season of Mist. The lineup for this album is Timu Sari on guitars, Timo Cantino on guitars, Petri Sekalu on bass, Kaku Koder. Kuru- Salo on drums. I'm fucking all these up. I apologize, gentlemen. Anti Simonon on keyboards and Matthias Lelamans on vocals and lyrics.
0: Yeah, better you than me. I wouldn't have got any of those nowhere near right.
1: Well, I mean, I don't know that I did, but I gave him my best shot. And yeah, man, what did you think of this?
0: This is the first I've ever heard of this band or even their incarnation whatever you want to call it, like whichever incarnation this is of the band so and i had came across it before you decided on this album in my little pile of music to listen to and it was one i was like i need to come back and recheck it out and so when you picked it's it like okay cool uh it's fairly decent and not too long ago we did the last episode we even we did the garden of shadows and i feel like this is Slightly similar vein, but also a little bit different because I feel like instead of being melodic death metal, they're much more in that black metal aspect of it. And just from the way, at least the drum playing is black metal. I mean, good God, there's a lot of double bass <laughs> in this album. Just blast beat galore. Yeah. <laughs> but.
1: No, this definitely falls on the uh, symphonic black metal side.
0: Yeah. And overall, I'd say it's a fairly solid, well done album. I mean, if you're. If you're a Sathana Black Metal fan, I would definitely say this is an album you want to check out and that you'll get something new from it, you'll enjoy it. While it does have better production values than what's known for typical black metal, it's definitely solid in its own right. And I do like that there's times that they kind of, they try some out the out of the, like, off the wall kind of things in some of their songwriting. And I got one point in particular that kind of stuck out to me the i'm gonna butcher how this is said uh well two things really apocatastasis apocatastasis i think i'm butchering that how it said but like that's
1: stasis yeah
0: yeah like and really throughout a lot of the album like i got a very very Demi burgher heavy influence off this album and not so much their puritanical mesanthropy albums, but more of like their story Cameron Dell, like some of that for Your Stuff when it was kind of like, they weren't full on symphonic with the orchestra, like you do with their later albums, but more of the, the keyboards and the touches added in there to kind of like add on it and expand the guitar playing. Um, like those parts come out here, like there's several times his vocals. I'm like, is that Shagrath? So mm-hmm. like, you definitely could tell there's a demi influence of them. And what I was meaning about some of the craziness in the Freaking Lights, there's a part in there that it sounds like the guitar playing has a very spaghetti Western feel to it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So like, it was nice to see like, all right, we're going to try some of these newer elements and try some of these different elements that you normally don't associate with black metal in this stuff.
1: I think those are all very good points. Um, I like your callback to Garden of Shadows that we just did, and that if you listen to that review, which if you didn't, shame on you, go back and listen to it. Um, but if you listen to that review, one of the things I said about the lyric writing was that it wasn't overly complex, but I liked it because it didn't have a necessary strong structure. It was just they wrote effectively a screed or a monologue and then made that the song. They do a lot of this on here, although you can tell that these guys have 25 years of songwriting to their credit because even though they do that, they do kind of keep it in a song structure and that they're quatrains and stuff like that so it flows better instead of just being a wall of um, text or sound. So I appreciated that. I loved the production, like you said, especially for something that is black metal. This has really pretty damn good production. Um, I don't know that it quite reaches Denis bourgeoisie or um, Cradle of Filth, but it's much better than a lot of the Norwegian stuff, of which I think these guys are from Norway as well. What I... With all that said, those are all elements that I really liked. I, I liked the lyrical themes that they're touching on. I like the song composition. Um, I didn't really care much for the vocal styling. And if you've been with us for a while, you know that black metal vocalists are kind of the, that's where the genre falls down to me. I prefer death metal grouse because you can at least understand them better than I do just the death metal, or I mean, the, excuse me, the black metal shriek kind of thing. And so that turned me off just a little bit. But other than that, I thought that this was um, a incredibly competent album by a well-seasoned band.
0: Yeah, I'll agree. And it seems like when he don't do like his more typical blackmail-style vocals, they do kind of like this weird yelling thing in it. Or not quite weird yelling, but like it's definitely a yelling a screaming kind of deal into yeah. it. It just adds a little bit of contrast, but I mean, it's, it's a lot to take in. I think in, a, in that moment, you know, like as a, <clears throat> for an extended period of time, like this is an album I could put on repeat, listen to five times in a row. Cause I don't think there's a depth, variation in it for me to enjoy it for a long play, listenability like that. Like I know the first time me and you went to a conference together for school, I think I had, Discarce and Mr. played playing that whole ride down. It just well, me and you chit chat and stuff, but it was always like different enough to provide a background where you weren't really noticing it, but you were. But it was different enough that it didn't make it, it everything kind of like run together, you know?
1: Yeah, um, they're from Finland. I, I looked it up. Well, Tracy was talking. No, I agree with that. This is an album that would have been made stronger, like. Maybe by a letter grade when we get to grades. If there had been a mixed, a different calculus for the the vocal stylings. If there had been some clean singing or even you know uh, a, a King Diamond like transition from the the, the black to a death metal growl, something to break up that monotony would have benefited this album a whole lot.
0: Yeah, and I think the vocals is probably the one thing I really want to knock on here as well, because it's – you get one vocal song with it, and by God, you better fucking like it. There's not much, The DVA, the lack of variety in it can kind of, as I said earlier, can wear on you, but I mean everything else, the drumming, I feel sorry for the dude playing this live because that's a lot of blast beats to run for a long fucking time. Yeah he he probably weigh 110 pounds, calorie intake of 3,000. Like, you're going to need to eat to keep up and maintain the energy for it. But, I mean, the the instrumentation and everything else is really on point. And their symphonic elements, again, do that, like, or the Demi style, where they're, at least, especially the earlier Demi Borghira, where it's not super overpowering, but it's enough there to enrich the sound of the music.
1: And another thing I want to give them credit for is that these guys have a handle on their song links. There is some, well, I've said that the vocal styling was somewhat monotonous, but they, you know, the song links are um, in general around the three and a half to the five minute mark, somewhere in there. There are 11 tracks on the album, but they do a good job of varying that up, which does help, especially with kind of the one note vocally uh, vocalizing um but everything else like i said um i thought was varied up enough yeah there are a lot of blast beats but that's just going to be in this kind of music
0: oh yeah yeah, and like nothing wrong with blast beats but yeah i do feel sorry for the drummer to some extent (laughs) just having to play it live it's (laughs) it's tiring listening to trying to like you ain't air drumming this for long yeah
1: um, th- you know, with that, all that said, there are some tracks that I kind of really liked. Yeah. Um, I thought the title track Cosmic World Mother was pretty good. Um, right. in abhorrent, in Abhorrence upon meadows, the instrumental I really liked and I have a, a spotted track record with instrumentals. Um, the flickering lights, one of light, one of soil, a polka t- to stasis. I really liked Vigilance and Atrophy. So, I mean, you know, that's roughly half the album that I thought yeah. was pretty damn good songs, despite the fact that I've been kind of been ragging on the singing.
0: Yeah. um For me, as the after becomes the before, Vigilance and Atrophy and mm-hmm. Cause of the World Mother for You, Flickering Light and Five of Swords were like the five that kind of stuck out to me, which really, five albums, five songs for an album, I think is fairly solid work really if anything really sticks out to you you pull five songs from it
1: i think that that is a the best single word to describe this album solid yeah if you are a fan of this genre of music you will probably like this a little bit better than i think me and tracy did just i don't think either one of us claim to be the the biggest black metal fans
0: no i'm i'm a poser black metal as the elitists want to call it like i'm the ones that are like, it ain't dark enough it ain't it ain't true to the spirit. Whatever. But I I I listen to black metal enough or what I consider black metal enough. But it's all a like I'm not going to the underground. This is about probably as close as I'm gonna get to the underground in black metal. Like so Yeah. I'll take the heavily produced stuff now that rare albums that are coming off that you gotta have like oh bandcamp for that has like two plays. Yeah, no. (laughs) <laughs> no no right. i don't need the answering machine sound for that thank you right on but yeah i agree solid is an apt way to describe this uh coming back to it at to be like first listen like hmm that's possible consideration for end of year you know kind of like just the first listen through immediate thoughts going hmm okay enough for me to want at least second was to it and um, i'm not quite for sure if i still hold that same thought you need to see how the rest of your shakes out kind of
1: i think it depends on what kind of end of the year list you're talking about um which you do like a hundred albums if i was going to extend it out to a hundred albums yeah this would probably make it but if i was just in my top 25 i already know that this wouldn't be on my top 25 for the year
0: yeah uh i don't think it'd make top 25 it'd probably be within the top 100 yeah. I think I'm at something like two hundred and something right now for the year, just a shot in the dark. So it's in the better upper it's in the upper half of the album's office tooth of the year, I'll give give them that. So it's 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 better than the median.
1: I would agree with that. Um, and let's just go ahead and go into grading it and I'll go first. I'm gonna give this a B minus. Because I really love the production, I love the playing and everything else, and it's it's got a preponderance of good songs, but the the vocals are where it kinda it, it needed to shift into another gear and it just never did to go with the card metaphor. And I again if you're a fan of this band in particular, this genre or that vocal styling, you'll probably like it better than I did. I think it's a good album, but that kept it from being a great album for me and this has already, even though we're recording this in June, um for Pete Behind the Curtain, there have already been enough albums that are at least be up that this wouldn't be in the top 25.
0: Yeah, I'll agree. I'm going to say it's a <clears throat> solid, good album. I don't think it's an amazing album. I think, I think I'm think i a little more favored to it than you are. I'm going to give it a B. I think I might throw it on the pile to return to i'm not 100 certain on that one no kind of i think i'm gonna put it on like my come back to throughout the year list for albums of the year and just kind of refilter through and see how it sits give it a couple months to sit and whatever because i mean if this is for this podcast i probably got five listens on it within the past two weeks which that's not really a long enough time to let something to sit and digest and come back to it but, hmm, okay because it's not an album that's going to meet me draw you to it and back i need to listen to it again well, so this
1: it certainly didn't do that for me anyway. Um, this is right on the cusp of I would buy it or not for me. Meaning that if I was, as I've said on earlier podcasts, I've started going out and buying physical copies again of the albums that I really like. This is right on that, that median of do I want to buy it or not? Um, Cause I don't think that I'll return to it a whole lot but I think I would return to it enough that it probably justifies me having a copy. But I also don't know that I would listen to it enough that I would want to buy a copy. I guess if I saw it for around 10 bucks, I would buy it. I just don't know that I want to pay 17 or whatever it would cost to buy it. new.
0: So if say you're going to a UCD store, whenever you get a chance again, and you're kind of thumbing through the rack of CDs and you come across this album for $7, you think you'll pick it up then? Oh yeah,
1: yeah, for seven okay. bucks, fuck yeah, man. I mean, I would, I would.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that's you. I don't know if I would pick it up. Again, I have probably for me to buy an album, I have to be really looking for it, and I show up on Spotify.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I would probably listen to it more on Spotify than I would the actual physical copy. But I, a, because, and I could be wrong. I, I think the band probably gets a bigger cut of physical sales. So I'm trying to, to help out in that way. And I, I I just really do like having a physical copy. Yeah. So um, right now, I, I looked it up, and on Amazon right now, it's $14, which is, like I said, that's just like $2 more than what I think I'm willing to pay for it right now. Have I'll listen to it a couple more times, maybe. So.
0: Yeah. Give it time. I know Bandcamp sometimes does uh, promos where, like, at least for special digital copies, like they take none of the cut from them. So that might be something you want to look
1: into. That's actually like, something funny because yeah, you're right. A lot of times, because you're buying directly from the the um, artist, you can get their disc cheaper on Bandcamp. Mm-hmm. So let me just go look and see.
0: And, also, and it's just that they don't take a cut as well. Some special times they do that. I think they kind of really opened that gateway with everything that's been going on in recent events. Because, you know, artists, well, this uh, current generation of artists is with volunteering. If you can't tour, you're not eating. So they're trying to help facilitate yeah. them guys getting fed.
1: Actually, the um, On Bandcamp it is a digipack with a 24-page deluxe booklet. But it's the same price as it is on Amazon. Oh,
0: but you get the digipack with the deluxe booklet.
1: I'm betting what is on Amazon is also the digipack, but I would rather buy it from someplace other than Amazon if I can.
0: Yeah, because digipack, or Bandcamp, they're gonna get more. The band will get more of the cut through them, probably. Right.
1: So yeah, this might be um, this might be added to my growing stack of metal CDs that I bought in the last two or three months.
0: We need to go retro and get you a turntable.
1: We do. I, I do want to get a, a record player, but that's neither here nor there.
0: Yeah, records aren't cheap either.
1: So, yeah, uh, this is something that I would consider buying, and I might actually.
0: Yeah. You
1: got anything else to say about it, my brother?
0: I don't have anything else to add.
1: All right, man. What are we doing next time?
0: Next time, we are redoing one of my favorite albums of all time. If you listen to our top 10 albums of all time special we did about two, three months ago, we are doing Brendan Small's Galacticon.
1: All right. Join us then on the
0: Dome Metal Reviews.